Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm Coach Nate. Today we're talking about stress. Stress is a real thing. And despite what some people like me consider um, to be a mind over matter, matter, a matter of mind over matter, um, stress can have physical repercussions, not only for your mental state, your sleep, your recovery, your ability to interact with like your friends, family, and, and partners, but also it can have a ton of different uh, manifestations in the body, right? So I think that we, if you could think about the words we use on on a regular basis to describe annoying things. Oh man, traffic today was a pain in the neck. By the way, if you say that, that's, that's pretty weird. You're still living in like 1993. Oh man, that person just gives me a headache. Oh, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Like we already use a lot of these phrases in a way that, that demonstrate like that a lot, of, a lot of the feelings that we have are not just feelings. They're not just emotions, but we'll store them in our body. Um, I was actually talking to my wife the other, uh, the other day about this and I was like, I don't, I'm not totally sure if like the stress that I'm feeling the, and I'm not sure if you're here with me or not, but like the stress that I'm feeling on a daily basis, the kind of just like the anxiety, kind of just this overwhelming sensation of like slight amounts of fear with not like with uncertainty about the future. I said, I don't know if this is, this is something that's better controlled by expressing how you're feeling and talking about what's going on and what you potentially feel about it and how you can move through it. Or if talking about those things gives powers to those emotions that you would not have necessarily, uh, necessarily had before by ruminating on them and by describing them and by thinking about them, are we actually giving more power to these stressful emotions and situations? And to be totally frank with you, I don't know the answer to that. Um, my personal um, go-to is always repressing repressing emotions, stuffing things down inside. So I try to tend the opposite direction. So I'm going to lean into that today. I'm going to tell you right now that um, like I like even though there's like there's really been nothing even up until this point like that has personally affected my life with COVID and working from home and not really being able to go out and being on self quarantine and those sorts of things. There's just been this growing sense of anxiety and restlessness and just it's it's kind of an icky feeling in my gut that and I don't feel like I've been sleeping as well I don't feel like I've been getting as much rest um I've like not that motivation is the most important thing my motivation has been absolute garbage the last the last probably three months for my workouts for a lot of stuff that I'm doing in my business for like providing content creating videos I just don't feel like doing a lot of the things that normally come easily to me because I like what I do and it's fun so if you're here with me, then that like I want to have the conversation about this. I want to I want to talk about this and, and give you at least my perspective on on what's going on and what we can do. So I, first, I want to talk a little bit about the different places that stress can manifest in the body. So there's a couple a couple different places that that science has shown us that that we start feeling weird weird tension, pain, annoyances, tweaks, like call it whatever you want to. But there, but it's where emotions can kind of get tied up in our physical bodies. 
And there's some, there's some science that, that backs this up. And I'm, I admit, I've not been a huge believer in this. I've really been a, like, like you can be mentally a tough enough to gut through this and not worry about it and not be affected by external circumstances and just, you know, be a man, you know, that's that sort of mentality. And that's been my go-to for a long time. So the more and more I see about emotions getting tied up with your physical body, I'm, you know, I'm a skeptic here. So I just want to like, I want to share some information that I've been reading that seems to make a lot of sense based on, based on what I'm seeing, but that I'm still skeptical about. So I'm curious to, again, hear your experience. This is not something that I'm coming to you and being like, oh my gosh, I know everything about this subject, but I, I think it's poignant for where we're at in, in, uh, in the U S right now. And I think it's a poignant conversation to have. So I want to talk about it. So here are the top, um, top areas that I've seen for, Un, like that unwanted feelings or repressed feelings that will they'll kind of go to hang out and linger. So what I see is that low back pain, if you've, if you've had constant low back pain, obviously there's a lot of physical stuff that can go on. You did a deadlift wrong, you've, you've been sitting at a desk all day and you go to do a heavy squat, there's easy ways to hurt your back, but a lot of low back pain, it seems like, based on what, I'm, what, I, what I read, is um, anger gets tied up in the low back. So if you have, if you have anger that you're just holding on to, that you haven't worked through, haven't let go, it can sometimes manifest as low back pain, low back annoyance, just feelings of stiffness. Um, we've talked a lot about like, oh man, like, oh, I just had a knot in my stomach, just like hit me like a punch to the gut, that sort of thing. So number two place is that your stomach, your lower, like your lower abdomen is where we've manifest our feelings of fear. So if we have unchecked fear, fear that's not necessarily been dealt with, we can start feeling like a pit in our stomach that kind of, I think, we can all relate to this um, with intense feelings of fear, but this, what we're talking about now is a little bit more of like those low grade feelings of just fearfulness and not necessarily ever like feeling like you're safe or in a, in a place where you can be totally vulnerable. So you're always kind of holding on to this in your stomach. And um, I know that a lot of people can resonate with that for sure. Um, headache is one of the places that can manifest a feeling of a loss of control, powerlessness, um, not necessarily feeling like you have the answers or are able to do anything about a situation. So I know a lot of my clients who, especially who have had small businesses who have not been able to run them as, as before, a lot of real estate agents have been feeling just like talking to me a lot about migraines. We've heard, I've heard a lot of people being like, my, my neck hurts, my, my head hurts. I've had these weird migraines for several weeks now. And a lot of that could be sitting at home, bad posture. That's definitely not helping. It's not, it's, it's can be contributing to this, but powerlessness and loss of control can really manifest in headaches, kind of that front of the head and temples. And I, I'll, I'll put a link in here to where, where I'm getting this information from as well. If you want to do a little more research on your own. Um, you feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulders. That's, that um, makes a lot of sense because where we feel like we have like a lot of responsibilities, um, burdens, we feel like we're in charge, but we don't necessarily have the, the capabilities or the skills to manage what we're doing. That can be manifest in our neck and our shoulders, kind of an upper back. So if you're the kind of person who gets a lot of like stingers, a lot of upper back neck pains, a lot of times that can stem from feelings of responsibilities for others, feelings of responsibilities for your business, feelings of responsibilities to take care of people when you maybe don't feel like you have the capabilities or it doesn't feel like it's a, a fair thing for you. And then two other ones that I wanted to address. Number one is anxiety. I know a lot of us are feeling a little bit more anxious these days. A lot of times that manifests in our chest. 
um, with breathing, breathing difficulties. So sometimes you're feeling like you can't quite get a full breath of air. Um, I, I had reached out when I was right before I got married in 2011, reached out to some uh, doctor at the Mayo Clinic, Dr. Larry Bergstrom. And I was like, man, Larry, I can't catch a breath. Do I need to get an MRI? Like, I just feel like I just can't breathe. And I keep, the more I try to breathe, the more my chest hurts, the worse I feel, the like the worse everything is. And he was like, man, I'm going to write this up one day. I'm going to create a, it's going to be called Bergstrom syndrome because it's just, it's just anxiety. It's just stress. And it's not only that, but it's just un, unexplained stress and stress that you can't necessarily control or that you don't even know exists. And it's causing you to feel almost like that panic attack E like can't catch your breath, gasping for air, that sort of thing. What's crazy though to me is that I had been dealing with this for like two weeks, trying to get a breath, trying to get a yawn, trying to get that like that deep satiating feeling of catching my breath, getting a full breath of air. And I hadn't been able to do it, which is really stressing me out, as you might imagine. But after I read this email back that he had taken the time out to write me, I instantly could breathe normally again. Just by acknowledging it, just by understanding that this was, this was going on, it made a complete difference, 180 degree turnaround in how I felt and how I was able to breathe. Uh, the last one, maybe this is something that you've uh, dealt with in the past or, or have felt before, but numbness, like in the, append in the appendages in the arms, legs, chest, or back can be related to different types of trauma based on the research that I've been doing. So um, we, a little bit of, we, so we talked about anxiety, we talked about trauma, we talked about burdens and responsibilities, we talked about um, fear, and we talked about anger. So those are some of the, the kind of complicated emotions that I think a lot of us are feeling at the time, or at the time of I'm recording this podcast. And whether it's due to uncertainty about the future, COVID-related things, um, the, the riots, the protests going on, just general confusion about where we are in, in the U.S., these are all normal emotions, and I would encourage you to discuss them with someone you trust. So, and, and if you would like help, or if you're don't know necessarily who to turn to, please reach out. I'd love to be a resource for you in that, even though I'm not necessarily the number one um, mindset or psychological guy. So happy to help there. The, the other thing I wanted to really dive into during this podcast is, and a little bit more within my wheelhouse is how can we get out, how can we get out of these stressful situations or how can we mitigate some of this stress? So I think that there's three major ways that we can do this because stress is always around us, right? We're always stressed and, and stress isn't necessarily bad. Going for doing like going for a long run, that can be a stressor to your body, but it's a great, it's like a, an acute stressor. You go for the run, you come back down, you're done. Stress is over. And it allows your body to become more resilient, more capable of bearing stress because you're artificially putting stress on yourself. So things like athletic activities can be a very, very good outlet for your stress because it allows you to take that to the peak and then it allows that release. Not only that, but anyone who's gone on a long run or done a hard workout knows what the endorphin rush is like after finishing a workout like that. They know you, you're gonna feel a lot better, your brain and your hormones and your like the like chemicals in your body are going to help you feel really good, um, give you, provide you a hit of dopamine, provide you a hit of um, norepinephrine, which is like all the feel good chemicals for your brain. So those, those endorphins that help you feel better. And I, I think honestly, if you're someone who's dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, dealing with any of these the fear, hurt, anger, burdens, anything like that, there is so much, so many good resources that, that say exercise is the best place to start. 
And not to say like, oh, go start squatting. Everything's going to be all right. Hunky, you know, like Hakuna Matata. But if you're not, if you're not already doing those things, you're behind. Okay. Exercise, fitness is a force multiplier, whether it's helping you make more money in your business because you have more energy or it's getting ahead of some of the mental issues that you're dealing with because life is turbulent and the only constant is change. Fitness will help you with both of those things. So if you haven't adopted a, a fitness routine, whether it's playing racquetball, going for a run, swimming, doing some bodyweight stuff at home, getting a jump rope, anything like that can be a very, very large positive in your life and can help you deal with some of the ramifications of stressful situations like the stuff that we're, that we're working through right now as a country. So if you haven't gone out to develop a workout routine, you need to start doing that right away. And I have a plenty of resources in the Million Dollar Body Group. If you're not a member already, you need to get in there because um, there's, I've got workouts in there. I've got different um, things that you can do for your nutrition that'll help with your recovery and stress. I, got, I just posted something today talking about what we're dealing with right now with the specifics on sleeping better. But get in that group. There's so many resources for you to enable you to get the most out of your life, out of your recovery, out of your mental and physical health. The second thing is walking. And I know I said fitness first, but walking is a different animal. I think that walking, and you can also apply this to meditating, you know, just, just a mental health activity. Don't listen to a podcast. Don't put on music. Just go out and walk and just take some time to yourself. So, or, or sit alone in a room, meditate, take some time to yourself to just let your mind go. And I know a lot of meditation is all about tabula rasa, blank, blank slate. Don't think about anything. Don't think about whatever. But I actually prefer in some cases when my mind is spinning, when I'm anxious, when I filled with like this existential dread, let your mind go, let it work through some of the issues that you're doing, that you're dealing with, that you're some of the issues that you're feeling maybe like deep, like below the surface, but not haven't necessarily come out and like bubble to the, the top yet. So by letting yourself have the outlet to do that by meditating or by walking, you can actually work through some of those, those complicated emotions that you're feeling and get to the point where you can actually express them, get to the point where you can move beyond them, get to the point where you're not necessarily feeling them in your body because you've allowed them to allow them to escape. So fitness routine, get some sort of like structured fitness routine. And if that means throwing on some, some heavy metal and banging out some deadlifts, awesome. If that means grabbing a jump rope and just, you know, jumping a rope for 30 minutes, awesome. If that means getting out and going for a jog, that's awesome. Then add in a mental health component of going for walks, going, doing some meditation, um, increasing the amount of prayer you're doing, whatever that looks like where you're able to get out some of the stuff that's going on in your head and allow that, that to clear itself up by, by working through some of the problems, it's only going to help. And the last thing is the number three reason, three thing before we, before we jump is sleep. Sleep is an amazing time where your subconscious mind sorts through the emotions, um, memories, feelings you had during the day and categorizes them for you. It also helps with your take short-term memories and put them into long-term memories. Sleep is so important that we literally don't even know everything there is to know about sleep. We're not totally sure why we even sleep, why we need that recovery, that rest period. But we, but scientists know that, you know, even getting something like five hours of sleep in three nights in a row and going out for a drive is equivalent to having three beers in your system while driving, which most of us would agree is not very, not a very good idea. So Sleep's incredibly important. And if you're not getting enough of it or high enough quality of it, you're going to suffer the, the next day. Your energy is going to suffer. Your libido is going to suffer. Your mood is going to suffer. Your motivation is going to suffer. 
And if you don't have that nailed down and you go, you do a couple nights of restless sleep or low sleep, you're just going to be feeling like shit. So nailing this down is going to be extremely important to making sure that you are feeling your best. So I want to lay out for you a PM routine that can really help give like activate and give you better sleep. So there's a couple of different things that I like to have for this. Um, number one, I like to have a zinc and magnesium supplement. This is pretty much non-negotiable for me. Most people in the US have a zinc and magnesium deficiency. Zinc and magnesium is great for uh, balancing your blood hormones, particularly growth hormone testosterone, which are needed by both men and women, which can help your recovery, help you burn belly fat, all sorts of great stuff. But now emerging research is showing us that zinc and magnesium can also help with telomere length in your brain. So become an anti-aging thing as well, because telomeres are basically like the shoes, like the end of a shoestring, that plastic thing, that little plastic sheath. And the, and the older we get, that more that burns down, the shorter it gets. Well, zinc and magnesium can help that stay long, which is going to help you um, stay healthier long-term, help decrease the effects of aging in your, in your body. So just take zinc and magnesium. It's good for you. Okay. The second thing is I like to have melatonin. Melatonin is awesome for helping people fall asleep faster. So if you're someone who like lays in bed, tosses and turns, melatonin is a great option. I prefer a spray. And I like to have it sublingual under my tongue. So that way it digests a little bit faster. You have a lot of, uh, a lot of pores underneath the, underneath the tongue that help you, your body digest whatever you leave under there. So zinc and magnesium is great because it'll help you stay asleep longer. Melatonin is great because it's going to help you sleep longer. Melatonin is great because it's going to help you go to sleep faster. Excuse me. Um, the other things that I like to have in here are a sleep mask. Sleep masks are great because they block out all the light, especially if you don't have a black room, which most of us don't. They also act as a sleep trigger. So by putting your sleep mask on at the same time every night, you're cueing your body to know that when that comes on, you got a few minutes before your body's going to go to sleep. So you might, might as well start that process. So it's just a, just a piece of habit forming material where we're using something external to cue us in that this is the habit that we're building. The other thing is a blue blocker glasses. They're, if you're going to be on your phone, on your computer, watching TV past about 8, 8.30 at night, blue blocker glasses is something that I definitely recommend because that blue light is going to tell your body and your skin to a certain extent that it's still daytime. You need to stay awake. So having those and getting a little bit more orange light, a little less blue light will help your body naturally shift into a parasympathetic nervous system state, which is that rest and digest state, which is what we need to do before bed. Because if you're trying to go to bed with it, your sympathetic nervous system, your, your fight or flight, it's gonna, you're going to be laying in bed racing. Your mind is going to be moving. You're not going to feel great. You're not going to get a lot of rest. So here's how this breaks down for me. Assuming you want to go to bed at 1030, you want to fall asleep at 1030, here's what I would do. 8.30 p.m., blue blocker glasses go on, especially if you're using your phone. If you're not using your phone, no big deal. 9.30 p.m., screens go off, okay? So turn everything off. Don't look at your phone anymore. Be just kind of done with that. 10 o'clock, that's bedtime stuff. That's like going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, flossing, all that, everything. I know you floss at night. I get it. And then after you finish that, that's when your sleep aid comes in. So if you're taking a zinc and magnesium, great, take it then. If you're taking a melatonin, great, take it then. If you're taking something else, I think uh, the only thing is I, I recommend is like a CBD can be really helpful with that, that racing brain syndrome as well. Um, and I also recommend doing a couple yoga poses called inversions. Um, and an inversion really can be a child's pose or a downward facing dog, as well as a headstand, handstand. Anything where your, your head is below your heart center is technically an inversion. So these, that would be, I would use a sleep aid at that time, including those yoga poses. 
By the way, I have, I have resources for all these if you need them after the fact. So by 10.10, that's when you take your sleep aid. And then hop in bed, put your sleep mask on top of your head, and read a book. I would recommend not reading like a Tom Clancy book or anything that's really, really active or action-packed. It's like a page turner. Read something a little bit more boring. Read a self-help book. Read a, a book about marketing. Read a book that's something that's, that you're interested in but not necessarily going to keep you awake. And by the time you, your eyes start feeling heavy, you start to get that sleep pressure building up, you're going to be able to just pull that sleep mask down, turn the light off, and go to bed. So hopefully that is a flow that can work for you. Obviously, this is not gospel. You can take, take pieces from it, add a sleep mask in, ditch the, uh, ditch the CBD oil. I do recommend, however, that everyone take the zinc and magnesium. I think it's just such a powerful supplement. It's really cost-effective, and everyone can get something out of it. So once again, that's 8.30 p.m., blue block of glasses on, 9.30 p.m., screens off, 10 8 p.m., bedtime stuff, 10, 10, take your sleep aid. So whatever that's zinc, magnesium, melatonin, CBD, or yoga poses. By 10, 10.20-ish, 10, that's when you're reading, put your sleep mask on as a sleep trigger and then you should be out. This, is a, this has been tried and, tried and proven by myself and by a lot of my clients, and people find that this works. So let me know how it goes. Try it out, take, take what you want from it, leave the rest, and let's see how you feel. Okay, guys, and then my last tip, my bonus tip here is something that I think is really, really important is remember, this is not all about us. This is not about me. This is not about you, right? There are, there are people who are suffering who have been suffering like since they lost their jobs at the start of the, the quarantine there are people who have been massively affected by this whether they're family friends of yours or people you don't even know like we are extremely blessed to have the pleasure of watching a podcast podcast on a monday by listening if you're listening to this at a on a different time you like it we have so many blessings in our life that i think that if we can take the pressure off ourselves to always be happy and consider what other people in our community are going through. So think about, think about who you can reach out to right now. Like if I say, hey, who can you do something nice for? Who pops into your mind right away? First thing, who pops into your mind? What I would encourage you to do is just send that person a note. Text them, hey man, just thinking about you, what's going on? Send them a quick video. Hey, just, uh, just wanted to touch base, it's been a while, you're just on my mind real quick, I just uh, hope you're doing well. Things like that, while they're altruistic and it's great to reach out to people. It is such a good reminder for us that it's not about us and we can take the pressure away from us having to be perfect and happy all the time. And remember that other people are way more affected by so much stuff that's going on right now that we need to be focused on the community around us, the people in our lives that, that we love and that we want to see come up. So reach out to someone today, send a note, write a card, send an email, drop a text, film a video, do something that you're gonna be able to reach out to someone else and really just bless someone else's life. Like send them a gift card, send them a $5 gift card. You know what it would mean to get a $5 gift card and a handwritten note in the mail? No one does that. How much is that gonna cost you? $5.40 for the stamp to make someone's day, to be like, man, I can't believe they were thinking about me. That's so cool. Five, five, bucks, and, five bucks and two minutes and you can totally change someone's, someone's morning seems like a no brainer. And even if, like, even on a lower, lower level than that, when's the last time you got a text from someone who's just like, Hey man, it's been a while. Hope you're doing well. That didn't want anything in return. It feels really good. Right. And it doesn't cost us anything. So take some time, brainstorm, maybe a list of 
three, five, 10 people that you would like to bless in some way, reach out to, rekindle relationship with, just see how they're doing, just check in on. Something like that where you can actually be the change, right? Rather than always being reactive. So I hope this has been helpful. I know that for me, this is, these are all like, I'm talking, I'm talking about these things, but I'm also talking to myself. These are not things that I'm doing 100% of the time uh, as best as I could. So hopefully that you can, you can jump in with me, work on, work on ourselves, work on increasing our fitness to decrease our stress over time, work on taking more walks, doing more meditation to help our mental health, work on our sleep habits and our sleep hygiene to be able to get more rest, feel better on a daily basis, and then work on reaching out to other people bringing other people into the, into the fold, helping them out, giving just like, just being a good community member is going to change how we view and interact with each other, especially in weird times that we're in right now. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Make sure you're part of the million dollar body group on Facebook. That's n8trainingsystems.com slash group will get you there. And then if you want any more information on the resources that we discussed in here, check the show notes or check the million dollar body um, group on Facebook. And I'll have all those laid out for you sequentially with links and everything else that, that make your life a lot easier. Hope you guys are doing well. Reach out to someone today. Let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know you care because I care about you guys. and I hope you're doing awesome.